Hello, friends. This is Cliff Knight from Equippers International. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We want to lift up Jesus and provide a place for you to learn more about Him and to grow in your relationship with Him. If you find the podcast helpful, feel free to share it with others. We believe it will be a source of blessing and encouragement, and you will be strengthened in your relationship with Jesus. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. We're studying the book of Romans, and today we're going to dig down into verses 15 and following. Let me go ahead and read these verses as an introduction, and then we'll make some comments. But the free gift is not like the transgression. For if by the transgression of the one the many died, much more did the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abound to the many. The gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For on the one hand, the judgment came from the transgressions resulting in condemnation. But on the other hand, the free gift came from many transgressions resulting in justification. Now I'm going to stop there because it's already a lot to unpack. Remember in the previous couple of episodes, I alluded to in sharing the good news, sometimes we focus on the bad news first. And this is what Paul has done in those previous verses explaining how sin came into the world through Adam's disobedience. And as a result, death entered in and all died. So all of humanity was under the death sentence. I believe this is what Paul means when he talks about condemnation. Condemnation is not an emotional condition of feeling guilty about something. Now, that is kind of a popular way that many people think about condemnation. They think about, oh, I feel so bad, and I feel condemnation. But that's really not condemnation at the true sense of how it's used by Paul here in the book of Romans. Condemnation is all about a judicial sentence. For example, it's when you're in a court of law and a criminal is on trial. When he is declared guilty, he is then given his condemnation. His sentence or his punishment is his condemnation. So if a criminal is found guilty of a crime and he is sentenced to 10 years in prison, the 10 years in prison is his condemnation. He is condemned to those 10 years of being in prison before he can be a free person again. And this is what Paul's saying in his understanding of condemnation. The sentence that rested upon humanity because of sin is death. They are condemned to die, and they die eternally. They die physically, and they die forever. Now, quite frankly, the way I'm explaining it opens up a lot of discussion because a lot of people are very committed to people experiencing death on an eternal basis as though we have some cognizant awareness of the fact that we're separated from God eternally. You know, in many traditional pictures of hell and the afterlife, you have people burning endlessly in a place of torture. Now, I'm not going to get into that rabbit trail in these episodes, but let's just suffice it to say there's a lot of opinions out there and a lot of lines of interpretation that people take in regards to the afterlife. But one thing for sure that we can be clear about because the Scripture is very clear is that death is final, that there is a finality 
that comes with death, and it is a finality that God doesn't like. He doesn't want his precious creation to experience death. He created us to experience life. And this is exactly where Paul's going with his understanding of the gospel. And he says that the gift that comes through Jesus Christ is very different than the gift that comes through the transgression of Adam. But first, he says, in some ways, it's very similar in that through the transgression of the one, many died much more through the grace and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, it will abound to many. Well, he's going to get into what that gift looks like in the following verses, but let's don't get ahead of ourselves. First of all, we want to see this truth. The truth is linked to what I've mentioned before in previous episodes. Adam and Christ are representative men of the human race. Early on in some of my biblical studies, I learned it in the concept of what's called the head man. And I do a lot of traveling and teaching in Africa, and the Africans understand this clearly because in every tribe and the way the African culture is organized, there is a chief, there is a head man. And so this is exactly the concept that Paul's bringing to bear, is that there are these two men that sit as the representative heads of two groups of humanity. One is Adam, who is the head man of the natural man created as human. Christ is the head man that comes also in the likeness of Adam and his humanity to do something for all of humanity, but he also is the head man in the spirit so that he becomes a life-giving spirit. Now let me jump over and read some verses in 1 Corinthians 15 where Paul makes this very clear, and this is where we'll end our episode today. He says there in a discussion about the resurrection in regards to what's natural and what's spiritual. He says in 1 Corinthians 15, starting in verse 44, If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. So also it is written, The first man, Adam, became a living soul. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. However, the spiritual is not first, but the natural, then the spiritual. The first man is from the earth, earthy. The second man is from heaven. So what is Paul saying? This is very difficult to explain without some visuals, but I'll try to do it. Notice his language. Adam is the first Adam, and he is the first human being. And as a result of that, he is a natural man. And when God breathed on Adam in the Garden of Eden, it literally says that God breathed his spirit into Adam's body, and Adam became a living soul. So he became a unique human being. But then he says that Jesus is the last Adam, and he also refers to Jesus as the second man. And as the last Adam, Jesus stands as the end, the last human in a long lines of humans, so that he can birth a new human race. And as the second man, he becomes spiritual. Now, what is Paul saying? In his likeness of Adamic humanity, 
Jesus is the last Adam, meaning from him forward, there's something birthed that's brand new. It's the end of one line, the Adamic line. But Jesus is also the second man because God wanted to recreate a new humanity. And he does this in Christ. And Christ is the second man in a new humanity. Adam was the first man. Christ is the second man. But their qualities are very different. Adam is a natural man. He's earthly. He's of the earth. And he's a living soul. Jesus is a spiritual man. He is heavenly. And he is a life-giving spirit. So that he can propagate a new human race, a spiritual human race, of whom we become participants when we are born again into his line of humanity, so to speak. We become spiritual beings. We become partakers of the divine nature. And this is very fundamental to Paul's understanding of the gospel. Now, it may sound like very advanced, complicated theology, But I promise you, as you get your head around this, go and meditate on what Paul's telling us in Romans chapter 5 in these verses and in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 in those verses. And I believe it will bless you tremendously as you begin to understand the significance of what Christ has done for all of humanity, for all of those that he invites into this relationship with him through faith they participate in these new realities. And this is really where Paul's going in Romans 5, 6, 7, and 8. He's introducing a completely new place of living, a new placement into a new humanity that has been created in Christ Jesus for us to enter into and to enjoy because that is according to God's design. So I wanted to lay these things out in this episode. We'll get into more detail in these verses in the following episode. But right now, just meditate on this beautiful truth that Jesus is the head man of a new humanity, and you and I are part of that because of our faith. So be strong and courageous and love Jesus more. 